0: Welcome to another episode of the Creative on Purpose broadcast, conversations about finding fulfillment through more meaningful work. I'm your host, Scott Perry, author of Creative on Purpose, available on Amazon, or visit BeCreativeOnPurpose.com to get started with free chapters. Let's meet today's guest. Let's meet today's guest, Michael O'Brien. Michael, welcome to the broadcast. Please introduce yourself and share a project you're currently working on, or
1: excited about. Well, Scott, so thanks for having me. I'm I've been looking forward to coming on your show for a while, and I want to give a shout out because Lana, your next guest next week, is fantastic. So she's the real deal. So folks should show up and listen to your conversation with her. So, um, so my introduction so i i'm a couple different things primarily i'm an executive coach i'm a creative i'm also an all nba alum all nba four so i'm so glad that all nba brought a whole bunch of us together the ruckus makers of the world following seth and putting goodness out there i think the project that i'm excited about currently is i'm doing a webinar next week actually next thursday it's my first like real webinar Since I left corporate America and went into coaching, it's all for those people that are juggling it all. They have on the outside a lot of success, but inside they're carrying a lot, carrying a lot of burden. And I'm going to walk them through a process that I developed as I came out of my near death cycling accident to try to help them get to complete success, try to slay some of those negative emotions and stories that they have. And try to shift out of those faster, so they can do the great work they're meant to do. So that's next week. Fantastic! Well, congratulations on that. I've been uh, doing
0: some live webinar workshops, and it's been really profoundly—it's uh, well—it's been incredibly interesting, but it's been uh, as impactful on me as it has been uh, on the people that I seek to to serve. So, good luck with that. I, I, I want to get
1: the details. How can people um, sign up and find out about your workshop? So, right now, the best place is to go over to my website, which is Michael O'Brien Shift, S H I F T dot com. Right up there on the banner, they can click. It's free, It'll be 60 minutes. I promise to finish up for all the East Coast people so they can get back to their TVs to watch the Olympics. So, um, but I, I've, I've been part of your webinar, Scott, and they're awesome. And, you know, I'll be honest, I have a little, you know, there's a, some nerves, right, um, from a technology perspective. Perspective, but I, I'm I'm gearing up something that I committed to doing in 2018, and I'm so glad I'm actually getting close to doing it.
0: Well, thank you so much for your support and no your problem. attendance. It's um, I will say that I've had webinar, uh, I've had complete uh, tech tech technological meltdowns in my webinar, <laughs> it does happen. It's not a perfect world by any stretch, but um, it's all part of the process. And uh, in most, most circumstances, I was able to reboot and, and get back started. Um, so, there's a, a couple things just to, to pull on there. The, the first is you're leaping into uh, you're you know you you've been doing the work that you've been doing for some time. Uh, by all appearances, you're having uh, a lot of impact and a lot of success in that work. But now you're jumping into something that you've not tried before. You're you're leaping, as we say. Um, where where does just where does the instinct to push to the edges and and to find new places to uh, hang your hat um, and do your work? Where, where does that instinct come from, do you think?
1: Well, so I, I've always had, you know, a lot of times nowadays we ask people like what their superpower is. And I would say mine is resilience, you know, sort of in the spirit of fall down seven, get up eight. And so I have faith that if the webinar doesn't work well next week, I'll get back up. But the, you got to go out and try, and I get inspired by like folks like you and and Lana, your guest next week, Seth, and a whole bunch of the MBAers that are putting their goodness and voice out in the world. And I know that you know, I think nowadays people it doesn't have to be perfect, right? And we, you know, a lot of people are still hung up on the whole perfectionism thing. But for it to be raw and natural and relatable, and so I have that faith that I can go forward and do it. I think the other part of it is, you know, the reaction that people had to my book and sharing my story, which took me 16 years to get it out. And the MBA was like a real spark to get that book out. And I realized that within my community, so like leaving my corporate job and coming into coaching and and helping others and and growth and development and all the good stuff like that. Like I was known in my little pond. But I realized there was a whole bunch of other people that, also could sort of hang out in that pond in that tribe, but I wasn't reaching them. So, you know, this beautiful thing popped up called the internet. And I was like, well, you know, if I, if I try to extend out to that person, I'm trying to help virtually through the internet, I maybe can inspire that one person, you know, one is greater than zero. So that's the whole purpose is like, you know, that my message I hope is very relatable that you can have complete success that you can be the best version of who you can be you don't have to compare yourself to the the famous people online but you can get there and it doesn't take like a near death accident like i had or something else um to make that happen so so part of its vision part of its inspiration from a whole bunch of other people and faith that i will get back up again even if it's um it's a bit of a a wonky mess next week but you know, I'm trying to take steps to prevent that from happening.
0: That's fantastic. I want to talk a little bit about um, your, your your story with resilience, but I love what you just said. And it just reminds me of uh, a, a metaphor that I share in my book, um, which is the, the Archer metaphor, which is, you know, we spend so much of our time focused on results when results are almost always entirely beyond our control. And we lose track of the things that we do control, which is our preparation, taking care of our tools, training ourselves, keeping ourselves, you know, fit physically, spiritually, mentally. Um, when the time comes to execute, all all we are really capable of doing is is doing the best we can in that moment and then letting go of our expectations because we don't know. <laughs> we, yeah. we don't know what could happen. The internet could come crashing down the server could, you know, the camera could die, whatever. Um, so I, I love, so I just want to, you said three word or four words that I, I wrote down resilience, vision, inspiration, and faith. And I, I just think those are, um, fantastic takeaways that you've provided already um you uh and i didn't even find out this about you until i appeared on your podcast and i and i didn't find out about it from you i found out about it from your partner dane um who uh your partner in the podcast that is um tell us tell us the story about uh, you
1: know where, where where the experience from which um the book was born yeah, no. So the the story's called Shift and, you know, it plays uh, Shift plays on a couple different themes. So if people met me, I call it the day before my last bad day. So July 10th, 2001. July 11th, 2001 is my last bad day. So they would have met someone early 30s. I had two daughters, both under the age of four. I was three and a half. Grady was seven months old. I had the career. Now, this was all before Facebook and LinkedIn, before we could broadcast ourselves all over the place. Um, So, and I was like, by all accounts, if you looked at me, you're like pretty successful guy, right? Um, Got two kids, got the car, got the job with some influence, but I was sort of doing what I thought society wanted me to do, you know, go to school, Marry the girl, have the kids, have the family, have the job, and the job is stressful and all like, like all in, like, and that's why they pay you, Michael. And so, because I thought I had to like carry, I had to be superhero, like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders, and so I never really had like great outlets, even though I was very athletic and cyclist and a runner and stuff like that. I was pouring a whole bunch of stress inside, and just pouring it inside and pouring it inside, and I occasionally it'd pop out. It would pop out like with those I love the most, right? Because it mm-hmm. often does, right? And then I had my last bad day. So I was out in New Mexico for a meeting. I brought my bike out because I was training for a bike race, you know, local bike race. I was going to get back into racing after the birth of our second daughter. And I was com- I was doing laps around the hotel property on the fourth lap. I came around the bend and a speeding SUV was coming right at me. He had crossed into my lane, he was going about 40 miles an hour. And I couldn't move fast enough. And he hit me head on. I was going about 20. He was going about 40 based on uh, the, the data from the police department. My Ironman watch flew off and flew like over there, like 200 and some odd feet. It was crazy. And I regained consciousness. The EMTs came pretty quickly. And of course, I asked about my bike. And that's only, you know, the cyclists who are watching, they'll appreciate that. Um, because that's what a cyclist do. Like, how's my bike? But as I was waiting for the medevac to take me to the trauma center, I knew like my life was in question. Not by what the EMTs were saying, just by vibe and energy we we're talking before. Like I could pick up an energy. Obviously I felt like, I felt like crap. I, I was in the worst pain ever. And I told myself like, if I live, life will be different. Because I was, you know, I, I had the five regrets of the dying before the study about the five regrets of the dying right now I read that study about that the hospice nurse did. I'm like, Oh my God, I felt all five of those. I just didn't think like this is not happening because I really did believe that bad things happen to other people Mm -hmm. that, you know, I wasn't necessarily all that connected and mindful and, you know, and one with the universe. I was the, Hey, my thoughts and prayers go out to you. Like, cause nothing really bad happened in my family. So I never thought bad things would happen to me. I was that naive. Um, and something bad was happening to me in that moment. And I got medevaced, they saved my life. The big thing that day, like I broke multiple bones in my body, but my left femur shattered. And when the left femur shattered, it lacerated the femoral artery in my left leg. Oh my
0: god! The
1: doctors told my wife, if I was 10 years older or not in shape, I probably would have died before I got to the hospital. So my wife likes to say that bike nearly killed you and that bike saved your life (laughs) because I was in shape. Um, But riding the bike almost killed me. Yeah. And I spent a few days in the ICU and I came out of the ICU and they started telling me about my accident and the circumstances. And the guy had a revoked license and all that jazz and life got different, but not in the way that I wanted. I got really angry. I was revengeful. I was pretty dark. I was put on the happy face because society was like, society wants you to put on the happy face. But I just thought that this was so unfair. Yeah. That I, he took my identity. He took a lot. Um, and I sort of struggled with that in the beginning. That was the negative story I was telling myself. And I was trying to fake it until I made it. But I wasn't making it. And I wasn't doing a good job faking it either. And eventually I got back to New Jersey and I had an aha moment. I was at Kessler where they, where they took Superman. Where they took Christopher Rees uh, when he had his equestrian event accident. And um, at that moment, I realized that if I wanted to have a different outcome, I had to shift my story. That mindset mattered. You know, I know you practice stoicism. I had to like, go back to that, um, that I had to, shift my I am statement. Because before I was like, I am a victim. And I forgot that I was resilient. I am resilient, or I am a victor. And I made a commitment that morning. I was like, I have to shift my story. I had to find a different way to be mindful and conscious and thoughtful. So I could be the best version of who I could be. So I could be the best husband, the best you know, dad, the best me, the best leader. Cause that's all I really wanted. I, I wasn't looking for fame and big title. I just, I really just wanted to be a good person. That's, that was my definition of best and, uh, and uh, consistently improving like self mastery, like that journey. Like mm-hmm. today I'm good. I'm going to be better tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm a little bit better. The next day I'm going to be a little bit better. Keep going. But I knew that how I looked at my situation in the whole we go where our eyes go, I had to, I had to dial that, you know, in a different direction if I was actually going to become that. And that was the big shift. And then the rat, re- and, then, and then I went through the rest of my recovery and it's, and it's been a journey ever since. So that editor asked me, Hey, Michael, when's this book end? I go, I don't know if it does. It keeps on going. She's like, Michael, it's a book. It's got to end. I go, well, you got to tell me how it ends. So, cause I'm still living it. Right. And I think, Creatives still live it every day because um, it's part motivation, part inspiration, part just overall consciousness. Interesting. So
0: there's a, a, a one question leaps to mind. Um, I mean, first of all, your story is 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 incredibly. Um, I mean, that's just really intense and and definitely inspiring and moving. Um, and it's interesting to me how so often you hear about people not coming to epiphanies until something really terrible happens, you know, until their partner leaves them, until, you know, they lose everything in a stock market crash or, you know, or some horrible accident or the onset of a terminal illness or whatever. Um, You know, people suddenly, you know, when confronted with um, the reality of the fact that they are mortal or that things are beyond their control suddenly um, get in touch with this idea of improving themselves or getting in in touch with their higher selves but you also frequently hear you know the 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 person that had a heart attack and didn't die lost you know loses a bunch of weight gets healthy but you know five six seven suddenly finds themselves exactly in the same physical health that landed them uh, in a hospital, you know, earlier. Um, what is it? I mean, obviously you had a very, very deep traumatic experience. So maybe it has something to do with that. But, you know, how do you, how do you, the, the quote that leapt to mind, you, you mentioned stoicism. And I thought of the Epictetus quote, uh, progress is made by working on yourself daily. And I love that quote because it brings in that element of mindfulness that you were just talking about. It's like, it's not, you don't look a hundred or five years or 10 years into the future and, and set a goal for what you want your life to look at. I mean, you may have that in mind, but you're, you're in the moment. You're just really worried about what's the next step. How do you, how do you maintain this, uh, this level of of self-improvement of service of generosity of delivering you know developing and delivering your best self every day
1: yeah great question scott and so i love that quote too so i'll share a story of where where sort of all came from one i think you gotta have a powerful vision that's beyond yourself right it's about others and and to check in with that to make sure it's current right so it's been 16 years plus since the accident so you got to check back in with does that vision still make sense it it made sense when i was 33 does it make sense when i'm 50 right so that's that's one thing one of the things i started to do once i had that big aha Ooh, you know skies opened up the whole jazz is that i made a determination i was going to work my tail off today to create a better tomorrow so when people go to my website and and they try to understand what does creating better tomorrows look like. So every day I would go into physical rehabilitation, and, and I write about this so people can discover it. I would get on the table, I'd warm up, get on the table, and my physical therapist would literally sit on me. Someone would sit on me so I wouldn't squirm. Another person would grab my, my shin and try to do a quadriceps stretch, and another person would measure how much flexion or how much extension basically how the leg was healing. Like, can the leg move? And they would crank on that leg, both legs, because both legs were fractured. And the goal going into it was like one degree every day, one degree every day. It's so like, I'm going to work my tail off today. going to get one degree today and it's going to make tomorrow better. We're going to keep on going one degree. If I got two degrees, hooray. Right. If I got three degrees, we're having ice cream Sunday for dessert. Right. But every day, one degree, one degree. And then all of a sudden you do that for a week you just moved at seven degrees. Now there's a limit, right? You can't move your leg too much more than like, you know, you get to a ceiling with the leg, but not in life. And I was just like, you know, work hard today, create a better tomorrow, work hard today, create a better tomorrow. And I just kept on going with that. And then when I left the hospital and I got back on the bike, eventually I decided, okay, I'm going to ride this far today. And tomorrow I'm going to ride a little bit further and tomorrow I'm gonna, that next day a little bit further and all of a sudden I'm doing the same ride I used to do before my accident now I'm going to get a little bit faster and then I brought that into corporate life cuz I do believe like small changes lead mm-hmm. to our macro leaps right mm-hmm. so over time so when I coach people like I don't give them unicorns and rainbows and magic beans cuz there's too much of that on the internet right now like oh here's the quick fix and I go not a quick fix, and it's not linear, right, so my journey ain't been linear, right? It's been like up, down, sideways. I had some moments where I could have easily shifted a completely different way that got dark where I was like why do why do bad things happen to good people and you know, I had to work through that during one surgery that got complicated, uh like seven years into it, so but yeah, that's been my mantra like. Work hard today, create a better tomorrow. Ship something today, so tomorrow's a little bit better. To sort of use an all NBA vernacular. Well, and it's interesting that uh, kind of one of the
0: pins that I stuck into something you said earlier was the the importance of two two things. The first is generosity of of being a part of and doing work that is really much more uh, about something bigger than yourself. It's, it's, you are there, you are present. You, you may be, um, the person delivering the goods, but the work itself is goes far beyond what's in it for you. Um, but the other is, uh, gratitude, which is, that was the thing that really shifted my thinking. Um, and, my wife has had a gratitude practice for ages and she's had a mindfulness meditation practice for ages and I've seen it have a profound benefit for her. So I, you know, kind of lamely tried meditating many, many times. I've had a kind of a lifelong interest in Buddhism, but I, I just can't be a Buddhist. It's just, it doesn't yeah. work for me. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I, you know, I have deep respect for the tradition and I have deep respect for the people, you know, that, that, um, are the spokespeople and the leaders in that space. Um, but every time I try to, it's it just like, this doesn't work for me and stoicism for some reason, maybe just because it's a Western tradition. Maybe it's because it's a white dude. I don't know, but I mean, yeah. something about it that just, that worked for me, but it wasn't until, uh, I guess it was about four, four years ago or so I started restarted a daily journaling practice. And like you were saying about habits, small changes, I I decided I can't write, I'm not going to do morning pages, whatever, where you write for an hour or half hour, 45 minutes. I can't, I don't, I can't do that. But I, I decided that if I could create a one minute exercise, writing exercise every morning, I could probably do that. And so my one minute exercise is list three gratitudes, which have to be Bare bones essentials, you know, loving the indoor plumbing. Uh, so grateful for you know, coffee that's something other than uh, you know, canned coffee. You yeah, know? <laughs> uh, you know, so so grateful for the pillow I had my head on. I mean, and it's got to be something new every day. And the other thing is just write my to do list and then look at the list and say, what's the one thing that I must get done if I'm going to make progress in my life today? And I put that a little star on that one, and that's um. It takes a minute, and I—I I don't. It—it it was less than thirty days in that practice where I just like my wife was like, "What's gotten into you? Like you're kind of different." You know, I mean, yeah. in a good way. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, when I thought about it, it, was the it was the the gratitude thing. Just being grateful. Just just. And I I will write down the things. I will express gratitude for the challenges in my life, you know, for the difficult, difficult people, for, um, the, the things that aren't going my way for, you know, all, because it, those are also opportunities to develop myself and practice a virtue that maybe needs a little bit of, um, you know, toning up or development. So I just wanted to, to pull on that thread yet. Yeah.
1: No, it's awesome. I like yeah. So back back before my accents got like I uh, like I didn't even know like grat- gratitude practice. I was like, what's that? Like right. I got I gotta get stuff done. And, and and so then it was so easy, like when you get triggered, and I had a big event that triggered, right? So like put a shock to worldviews and perspective and values and all that chess. It was easy to like focus in on what I didn't have or couldn't do right? Like limitations as opposed to abundance. And then I was like part, so I learned meditation. I started to practice Uh, the, the real gurus would be like, that wasn't meditation, but I called it that because it just gave me some space to set my intentions for the day. And then before bed each night, I was just like, okay, what am I grateful for? What do I, what do I still have? What can I still do? And I tell my clients this all the time just people around me like you got to do that. You can journal it out, you can just do it when you're brushing your your teeth. I don't care when you do it, but you should do it. Cuz we have so many stories out there that are threat based, fear based, can play with our self narrative. We got to tell ourselves some, you know, a little warm fuzzy every now and again, like, Hey, we're like, we got, we got a pretty good life. We got a lot of first world problems here. Right. Internet goes down first world problem. Right. Um, can't get your favorite, like beverage first world problem. Right. And so it's, uh, but I say back before my accident, I didn't knew hardly anything about it. And then it's, it's so key. It's just, taking the time to really catalog that and it definitely changes how you show up. And when you show up differently, that energy has a ripple effect towards others. And all of a sudden, you know, you get a good vibe. And I think that's your group here. You're like what you do with all your stuff, the vibe in your Facebook group is one of positivity and possibilities. And that starts because of you and how you show up and, and that's your energy, and I think well, that's really wickedly cool. It's 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 interesting how
0: you can actually end up being grateful for the very thing that you know for for the tra- the very trauma that puts you, you know, because if it if if it if you can turn that challenge or misfortune or whatever into um, into an opportunity for growth, then you can flip around and be grateful even. Yeah. We have uh, we're coming up at the end of our half hour together. Um, I wanted I have two questions for you um, that I've been dying to ask you, and I didn't ask you ahead of time on purpose. Okay. So the first is your name is O'Brien, but there's no apostrophe between the O and the B, and that just has been I've, I've been dying to ask you what's the deal.
1: <laughs> so okay, so the deal with that it's not a sexy answer, man. So okay, um, that's fine. So. In old email systems, the apostrophe would drive our company crazy. Gotcha. And it was like, was the apostrophe in? Was the apostrophe out? And every time I have to call like a help desk, I'm like or a reservation at a hotel, not sure if they have the apostrophe in, apostrophe out. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. The apostrophe's out. Um, because technology didn't like they weren't jiving with my apostrophe. So I just like <laughs> plunked it out. Um, so I can blame it on the internet or, you know, you know, uh, Facebook or whatever. So yeah. that's why I did it. So that's the reason.
0: And then the, the second question, so that's, that's excellent. Now I just, I mean, I don't, I didn't really care what the answer was. I just had to know the answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, there, there's, yeah, there definitely, there's an answer. It was like, it's all technology. Cause I just got tired of like explaining.
0: Well, it's, and, and, and the answer is always the practical stuff. I mean, it was, it's all Boils down to pragmatism. So you had this great phrase that I really love. You end your um, much of your online content with this idea: "Have fun storming the castle." Where does where does that come from?
1: Okay, so that comes from one of my favorite movies of all time, The Prince's Bride. So it's a great movie. Like so, all you know this all all stories can fall into a couple different categories, and this one is the quest for true love, but it's also rebirth. And there is a, a scene. Um, Billy Crystal actually says it; it's his character and they're about to attack the castle and get um, the princess rescue, the princess. Right. Right. And they have this plan. It's not really well thought out, right? There's a lot of holes in it. And Billy Crystal says, have fun storm in the castle <laughs> and his wife. I forget her name, but she's like, do you think it will work? He's like, eh, it's worth a shot. Right. <laughs> so I just think it sums up everything, like go forth, storm the castle. Let's call it my version of just ship it. Like, do you think it will work? I don't know, but like, let's got to give it a whirl. You got to give it a try and let's and, have fun while we do it and let's have fun. Like, you know, like life, life's short. Like I know that now. Right. And so I love that movie. um, it's one of my top five. That's, Breaking that's Away great. is the number one, course, right? So, which makes sense with my cycling background. <laughs> but I do, yeah, a Have Fun Storm of the Castle is how I finish off every blog that I write and stuff, my videos on Facebook. It's quirky enough. And uh, for the people who are big aficionados of The Princess Bride, they get it right off the rip. And a couple of them will be, they'll shoot me back. You think it will work? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like don't know. I get a shot. <laughs> So. Well,
0: that's fantastic. So one last time before we sign off, tell tell folks where they can connect with you after the broadcast online.
1: Sure. So you can find me on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and on Instagram. My website is michaelobrianshift.com. You can sign up for the webinar next week there. You can also get a copy of Shift or order it. You can also go on Amazon. And one thing I just want to share about the book, Scott, before we break, all the proceeds go to charity. So all the proceeds go to an organization called World Bicycle Relief, and they help young women in countries like Kenya, Malawi, and Zaire. They give them the gift of mobility so they can stay in school longer. They gain independence. They can get to the marketplace to sell their goods. They also can get to healthcare. So, So Shift gives back. Um, I wrote it for The Message and the 20 ways in the end to help someone go from human doer to human being. But when you buy shift, it changes someone's life because they give them a bicycle. So the more books we sell, the more bikes we get to build. And I believe if you change a life anywhere, you change lives everywhere. So that's a little bit of a, a factoid or add on to the book.
0: Fantastic. Well, it's a great book. It's a great cause. Really uh, grateful for all the work that you're doing, Michael. want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you're still with us, we appreciate your time and attention. Please connect with Michael O'Brien at his website. And it's always good to hear from you at BeCreativeOnPurpose.com. Remember the words of Epictetus, learning that does not lead to action is useless. So go out there and share your best work with those that need it. It really matters. Michael O'Brien, thanks so much for your generosity and being here and for all the great work you do.
1: Thanks, Scott. Great to be with you Um, and uh, have fun storming the castle, man. Will do. You think it'll work?
0: Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're still with us, we really appreciate your time and attention. Please connect with our guests wherever they live online. And it's always good to hear from you at BeCreativeOnPurpose.com. Now, remember the words of Epictetus, learning that does not lead to action is useless. So go out there and share your best work
1: with those that need it. It really matters.